0: the 19
1: today is April 28th 2020 and you're listening to episode 35 of man child and the old guy he's the man child a bearded 20-something and I'm the old guy a cynical Gen Xer this is your intergenerational podcast where we discuss pop culture faith politics and whatever we find interesting broadcasting from the basement because that's where mom lets us i'm the old guy
0: and i'm the man child welcome to our stream of consciousness welcome welcome to you all and also we have a special
1: guest today
2: yeah Sir 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 esquire
1: sir esquire say hello to the folks out there sir esquire
2: well hello stream of consciousness i am sir esquire and i am very excited to be here and to join the stream of consciousness...
1: Welcome to the basement.
2: That's a wonderful basement.
0: <laughs> Top secret location that no one will ever know.
1: Yeah, it's right in the middle of where we are. Yeah. Uh, the it's great the Northwest Aden Yeah, the great thing about uh, Sir Esquire is that he is able to make a Twinkie go the speed of light.
0: I, you know, I heard briefly your guys' argument at the office the other day about... Twinkies and infinite speed and light, and I just, it, it makes no sense. Well, to be,
2: to be cl- clear, the Twinkie never went to the speed of light. Uh, we found that to be impossible. It was uh, near to approach the speed of light uh, where it became some Twinkie, and we discovered from there that Twinkies can do pretty amazing things. So. <laughs> That's right.
1: Uh, There used to be a website, uh, twinkieproject.com, I have to check to see if that's still up, where a group of college kids took Twinkies and subjected them to different tests, such as uh, radiation test, which is putting it in a microwave, Uh, they checked uh, inertial tests by throwing it off buildings. All kinds of crazy things that they've done with Twinkies, yeah. So Actually, I'll check it right now.
2: So I would think that when they published their findings, they determined that it was going to be the Twinkie along with the cockroach. That would be the only two uh, well, remnants they they of society. They weren't checking
1: on longevity. They were checking physics kind of properties against it.
0: Rumor has that the hostess headquarters. There's a Twinkie in a metal box buried beneath the uh, the main sign. I don't know if that's true or not. That's just something I've heard. So I, yeah.
1: Yep, there it, it's still up. The Twinkiesproject.com is a uh, MIT project. Yep, it's still there.
2: Oh, so, MIT,
0: to, great. Yeah.
2: So they got the greatest minds on this, this Twinkie project. I should be expecting a phone call once it, this podcast goes out, and they'll find out how much great. Uh, wisdom that i have toward twinkie and how i revere it to its fullest potential yeah so require your services i'm
1: going to call a program pause for a second okay so you see that orange thing over there yeah okay i want you to grab that orange thing and pull that bag off that pipe and put the orange thing on the pipe did Just, you pause this no
0: Oh, we're just just doing it? Okay, cool. We're doing it live. We're doing it live. All right, you guys go ahead and do it, and uh, I will will move it for you, Father.
1: So I know we had, Sir Esquire, we had talked or spoken earlier this week, and you kind of had a little bit of a rant that you wanted to go on a little bit before we get to Manchild's rant. Um, What's happening is, folks out there that are listening, we had to shut the water off to the house. Here in the basement to put in a water softener, but that valve now has started to drip, this and so what's what's that?
0: on top of it, take the bag off, put that on top.
1: Yeah, just so it stops the water from dripping as much and making a that that weird noise on that bag that we put over the top.
0: I thought that was just your voice No. all right so
1: anyway yeah so this water valve has started to leak now because we had to turn it off for the uh, water softener and yeah it is what it is so now though we're waiting for the plumber to come out to shut the water off at the curb stop and then replace that valve so uh, so anywho that's where it so what was the little we had talked about this earlier this week Sir Esquire, you're a little bit of a rant. You've forgotten
2: it already. No, 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 I I didn't forget it. I don't know if it was necessarily a rant, but it was an opportunity for me to uh, assess myself. And I did come to the conclusion that I may have had a little bit of hidden prejudice in me. And this kind of revolves around the uh, champagne, Champagne colored vehicles. Oh, that's right.
1: Yep, because I had forgotten what it.
2: <laughs> yes, yeah, sh- champagne colored vehicles, but more specifically, the champagne colored, or also known as gold, uh, minivan. And I've just come to the, com- the conc- conclusion that I'm a little prejudiced because every time I see one, I, I expect it to do the things that uh, the all the minivans before it have done. And that was just kind of stand out, making turns without using signals. But it's it just seems to be that, that same van, even though it's many different vans around town. When, every time I see that van, yeah, I just expect the same thing. And it really never disappoints. So I guess as well, the but yeah It's beyond like BMW that, drivers.
1: Yeah, beyond that, you said that champagne-colored vehicles have now shaded your judgment
2: well yes actually and i'm glad you brought that up because even though i said specifically the champagne colored minivan it's kind of starting to bleed a little bit into all champagne colored cars and i saw a nice vehicle just a a truck driving across the street happened to just stop do everything correctly and cross the road but as i watched it i the one thing that stood out was the color and my for some reason my immediate determination was is i didn't like that vehicle, and I didn't like the person inside of it. Um, not to say that I hated them, but I just Based automatically started assuming that this person w- was lumped into the same category of all the experiences of these cream-colored mini, or these champagne-colored minivans. Hey, so- man, I got, a, I got a similar thing with that. That's
0: the Mary Kay... You see the Cadillacs and Chevy <laughs> yeah. Cruises that have like that weird metallic like pink to it, and they say Mary Kay. Well, what you know, I didn't know for a long time. Mary Kay is just a Ponzi pyramid scheme or whatever. <laughs> it is It is not a. Pon- it is a. It is okay. No, it's, it's a freaking not. pyramid scheme flipped upside down. I don't know. It's some <laughs> obtuse triangle. If okay, it buys it's, it's a little a old lady
1: a Cadillac, haven't you seen Fried Green Tomatoes?
0: No, yeah, uh, man, but I don't. I don't sit around like, oh, I love Fried Green Tomatoes. This is an example of how everyday life is. Because you routine, routinely on the show tell me about how well you can't use movies as everyday logic, so you can't do that. that We're is, like, that oh, is haven't is you seen tr- this movie that explains Mary that Kay this Ponzi scheme? Whatever the thing they, the they sell makeup you or just whatever made is not they smell, true. <laughs> they sell a bunch of crap. It's a Ponzi scheme. The more you sell, you, you, you know, your group people to come in, they do things. Eventually, they. You know, you get enough money, you get a Mary Kay car, whatever. That specific pink metallic color, I I just did dis distaste this test. Distest. Distaste. It, it detest. What I, I don't know. Dis, I'm just saying distaste. I really dislike it. Uh, because all those Mary Kay vehicles just seem to have some of the worst drivers. Now, again, Whoa. I can't always tell they're Mary Kay vehicles. What I can tell is that it's a pink Cadillac with that metallic thing, or it's a a Chevy with that metallic, anytime I see that color, I automatically just automatically assume they're a horrible person.
1: Little old ladies are horrible people.
0: Well, they're horrible drivers.
1: Well, I assume you want to kill them
0: off, too. No, 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 no. They'll they'll die themselves driving.
1: (laughs) You guys are really prejudiced against pink Cadillacs and champagne colored vehicles with Rust, rust color. Well, that must have at least been I'm not that, racist. That model of caravan, or what? What? What was the other mo- Voyager? The
2: Voyager, the caravan. I've seen them in town and country.
1: Yeah, they're all those, uh, all those vehicles. That must have been the most popular color for like four or five
0: years or something. Well, it was like what 2005, 2008. You got like the. Dodge caliber, or whatever, that little hatchback thing. You got a bunch of those kind of like funkier cars that don't exist anymore, but they all came in those like weird dune orange and uh, dead surfer dude blue. and <laughs> Dead <laughs> surfer dude blue? You know, what this was co- my first murder victim, right? You know, you get like oh these craziest goodness. pinks and neons and all these colors like in the mid to late 2000s. I want you to. And those cars still when exist we're today. Done,
1: I want you to show me an example of dead surfer dude blue.
0: You know, it's that, that faded, ugly blue that's like a company tried to make a very special blue, but just mixed something together enough, spent too much in R&D, and just said, you know what? Much. Yeah, they were like, you know what? We spent too much in R&D. We're going with it, boys. And they just slapped this, it out uh, in the PT Cruiser and said, hey, it's a surfer car. It's cool.
1: <laughs> the surfer got attacked by a shark. Yeah. It's a little blue, little red little bile colored because it got
0: bit in the stomach engine's a little <laughs> flooded it's okay it's three-cylinder you'll uh,
2: notice i have to say man child that the more you described it the less i was able to uh envision it so <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh,
0: yeah okay that works so, sounds like everyone else so what's your rant today man child my rant my rant oh oh you geez, forgot what I... you were gonna do didn't you No, I didn't, because here's my rant today, that the COVID is totally, just right now, I've I've made my decision, having having, having to write so many essays and things like that for my classes. COVID is, it's a hoax, as the president said. I think the majority of the things we're going through is just total garbage, okay? All right, the isolation we're doing. because? Because it's not affecting us the way the government's telling us it is. Because think about it like this, right? The other nations that aren't doing this—this isol- whole, this whole thing with quarantine, isolation, shutting everything down—oh, COVID's killing everyone. You know, adding to the death toll. It's to make money. It's to make a profit. It's to control people. Wait, wait, it's wait, to make wait, sure wait, more wait, people wait, die. Wait, wait, wait,
1: wait, 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 wait. To make money and to make a profit. Yeah. Who?
0: What? Hospitals, Where? man. These no, sub- no, 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 no 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 no. These pharmaceutical companies, man, are pushing like oh uh, this, this these pharmaceuticals, pharmaceuticals is help aren't you? hospitals. What? some of the and lo- you think they don't pay hospitals? They pay those doctors. They pay those hospitals to be freaking drug dealers in lab coats to people every the, day.
1: Lo- a lot of the local health professionals in our area just got a pay
0: cut if they didn't get laid off. Sure, they did. But how much you want to bet that hospital didn't <laughs> you can't lay off a hospital. Or, or right, you can't. You just got to keep paying it. The the reason people Whatever. What I'm trying to get with this is that these other <laughs> nations where uh they don't have isolation, they're doing just fine.
1: You got issues.
0: The the countries that are having quarantine isolation, an issue that we're having is that with people being at home constantly, their immune system is dropping cuz they're not outside. They're not Doing things. The other issue you have is because the government's done such a good job at freaking scaring everybody that if you go outside you're gonna die, that people that have serious issues and need to go to the doctor, they're they they're not going. That I, I, the that girl I, child that and I, I agree went with. The, the girl child and I went to uh to do a checkup. The, you know, last week we were the only people in the entire the entire clinic. But
1: part of that is scheduling so that no, they no, don't no, have no,
0: to... No, I'm, I'm talking to these people. You weren't there. I'm tired of people saying, what? it's because scheduling. You, you weren't there. It, it, You're like, we, my doctor told me because no I one's coming in. have to turn in. you down again. Okay, great. Do that. You do that. Um, <laughs> my doctor even told me, he was like, just people aren't coming in. He described it. He told me. That's what the problem is. There's just people not coming in to the hospitals. And into the clinics because they're afraid they're going to get COVID. So you have all these people staying home. that have actual medical conditions. And they're not going to the doctor. So they're already going to get. There's going to be a death toll higher than COVID. From people not going to get their meds or whatever. Then you have people. You know immune systems are going to be just like a little bit defenseless. Um, So people are just going to start getting sick as soon as the quarantine is lifted. Um, And then you have the whole thing like. They're claiming people that aren't COVID are covid and their deaths are covid even though it had nothing to do with their death uh so if you die and you test positive for covid and you're on you know you had stage four liver cancer or brain cancer you're dead basically you're a vegetable you're on life support somehow in the hospital while you've been unconscious for six months um you contract covid somehow and your family well, decides to pull the plug your death won't be a matter of they pull Jeffrey the plug
1: Epstein, he died from covid
0: yeah, after he killed himself, um, you know they'll pull the plug, and that person will be counted as a COVID nineteen death. So you have all these little things like tying into each other. You also have the other issue that my even my doctor told me that yeah, I'm sure pretty sure if you test every American, they test positive for COVID because it's it's just it's everywhere. Well,
1: our contention on our podcast here is that COVID's been around since in the U S since least Thanksgiving.
0: Yeah. In, in, along with that, the testing we do for COVID is the dumbest, dumbest thing ever, to tell people it's a COVID test. Hoffer, sir, dude, John, you know what it is?
2: I don't know what it is, but-, but you, Sir
1: Esquire to you. Sir Esquire. Sir
2: Esquire, thank you. And no, um, yeah, as soon as uh, old guy brought up Jeffrey Epstein, I just couldn't help but imagine Jeffrey driving around in a champagne colored <laughs> uh, minivan at some point in his life. <laughs> that, yeah, yeah. Probably can see that it's nice little Mary Kay Cadillac
0: oh. champagne color. Okay, but but the, on. Some, the testings no, 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 test for the cold, the influenza, and COVID. So you have these three things. So when you test positive on this test, it is not definitive if you have the rhinovirus, influenza, or uh SARS 2, the covid. Right? So when someone tests positive, you can't definitively tell what they have, but they will label you automatically as COVID. So you have all these things tying together, where a majority of people dying, that like they're saying, "Oh, a million people have died of COVID." It's probably more like, maybe seventy, seven hundred thousand
1: people died of COVID.
2: Yeah, there's some. I don't know. I'm I'm throwing numbers out there. Obviously. Yeah, and it's technically it's uh they pass away from uh, COVID related complications. Yes. complications y- y- okay. So of-
1: just for the record, I pulled up the CDC, Center for Disease Control. Yeah. Statistics. Okay. Leading death rates in the U.S. So heart disease is number one. 647,000. Since the 1950s. Cancer, 599,000. Accidents, unintentional injuries from accidents. This is like, tried to drill a hole through your head, kind of, (laughs) 169,000. Stroke, 146,000. Alzheimer's disease, 121,000. Diabetes, 83,000. Influenza and pneumonia, 55,000. So we're right at for 2019 the inf- inf- influenza pneumonia number for last year with COVID.
0: But again, the problem is. But the crazy, here's
1: the crazy one how many people died in car accidents on I, average in the United States?
0: On average? I don't know. I know Iowa last year was like 410. I'm going to take year. a shot in the
2: dark here and say 3,287 deaths per day. Yep. That's my guess. That's your guess after
0: guy. looking after the
2: screen?
1: Yeah, yeah. you <laughs> might actually be. <laughs> he's he's actually looking at the internet page I'm bringing up, isn't he? Wow. Yeah. but As if
0: you have another monitor out.
1: Yeah, it's like you can see exactly what I'm doing. He's so good at this. So, uh, let's see. I think that 1.25 million number is actually... There's 16,000 car crashes per day.
2: Does it break that down, say how many of those are pink and how many of those are champagne?
1: I'm going to guess that over half of those are champagne-colored vehicles. And then an additional third, according to Manchild, would be pink. And say Mary Kay on them at some point, but that's just a guess.
0: What Sorry, you, just professors emailing dumb things. Yeah.
1: So, is it? But is this saying that there there are approximately six million car accidents each year in the U.S. Sixteen thousand car crashes a day. One point two five million people are killed in car crashes each year.
2: That's globally. Yeah.
1: So, well, the U.S. is the third largest country in the world.
2: Yeah. Well, and you we, think about we it. We
1: have a majority of vehicles. I had a lady in high
0: school back up in my bumper, I left to scratch. Well, it wasn't even that big of a deal. But then you know, when I called the cops, it was listed as a car accident. So it's, you know, yeah. it, 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 there's a huge variety. But all
1: that to say is I'm scared of heart disease now, so I should remain quarantined. No, go to the
0: doctor. Go outside. Because as soon as we get out of quarantine, people are going to be starting getting sick really fast. People that need to be going to the doctor have probably passed the the point of going to the doctor.
1: Well, people Uh, that have, well, I've been reading stories and the medical professionals on some of the conference calls I'm on are concerned that people who are having mild stroke symptoms or mild heart attack symptoms are staying away from the emergency rooms, not simply because they're afraid of getting COVID, but also because they feel like, well, maybe in this point in time, my symptoms aren't that severe, so I should stay away from the hospital to allow the resources to be used to fight COVID. But the reality is, is outside of major metropolitan areas like New York or Chicago, they geared up for all this big wave of COVID sickness and death, and it's never materialized. Yeah and it's not simply because of quarantine and and all of that it it's just not as, as you're alluding to a little bit, in your terrible statistical
2: math. No, I never even brought up statistics. I don't think he was alluding. He just came out and said it was a hoax. So yeah, yeah. I, I think, well, we're. I think. But that they're,
1: they're, the death rate and such isn't quite as aggressive as.
2: No, no, no. Like no, no, no. When the they, modeling, all this, modeling's wrong. Yeah,
1: when all of this first started, they were saying. Six two, million or something. 2.2 million Americans were going to die. Yeah. And it, that's what led to the massive quarantine effort.
2: So, I know when when all this started, I kind of made up my mind right away that that I knew people would start coming out of the woodwork if this mitigation did work, and then we could be like, well, why are we mitigating? Why are we quarantining? And it's not that bad. Well, the other side of that is is we didn't do that, and it did get real bad. Now, I know those aren't the only two options, but I would say we're probably safer uh, mitigating something that was a that was a hoax as opposed to not mitigating something that was real
0: and I agree with you to some extent but at the other hand the problem we're having with the quarantine is that there's uh, either favorites being played or there's other issues state by state so you have like the protests are going where people are going up to like governor's mansions with their AR15s and I think it's uh, I think it's in Arkansas or Alabama where pe- people are voluntarily staying in front of a salon with their guns. And they take shifts so that the salon can remain open. People can go in without anyone shutting them down. Because, in the end, the governors don't have the certain powers that uh, people are giving them where they say, well, you need to stay in your... They don't have They don't have the authority. They don't have the authority to tell you, well, you can't congregate. They don't have the authority to do this, 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 and this. So people are just kind of like, well, I, I'm sick of it. Why is it that Yoshi Electronics in the mall here can remain open as a essential business or like Whitey's Ice Cream was able to remain open because they sell ice cream but they're considered the dairy industry. But there's other things <laughs> where, you know, why, why are they then saying that, you know, vape shops have to close and tobacco stores. But the liquor store, yeah, that can stay open. It And it, the lottery,
1: you got to sell the lottery tickets. Yeah, and the lottery tickets.
0: So you, I think the bigger issue going on, which feeds into my, I'm not saying that COVID itself is a hoax, but I think the way that people are. The,
1: the way the government's handling it. it.
0: Yeah, it, there, there's not a crisis, but it's definitely a crisis actor moment where people want to jump in and try and get what they can out of the situation. So governors who don't like vaping or don't like this, that, or that, they're going to close those businesses, even though they don't actually have the authority to do that, and then they're you know basically legally pushing people in saying well you can't do this you need to quarantine you need to stay back you can't do that you can't issue these measures constitutionally and, and do that so people are going to get their guns and they're going to go to your front door and say hey you, you can't do that and I think that's the big issue that's going on with the quarantine which I agree mitigation to some point I think social distancing is and you know whatever practice masks uh, if you need to have you know a sneeze guard or whatever you know sanitize your hands great. But as soon as you start closing down parks, okay, so I can go to the park, right? I can go to the park, but I can't sit in the swing set. But I can use the porta potty. What what mitigation is that? Because That's,
1: they can disinfect the porta potty.
0: Yeah, and they can't disinfect the swing. No, there's a porta potty every one of these place, at all the parks, but they claim, oh, we don't have enough staff to be at all the parks to, to disinfect everything. Well, obviously you have enough staff but, to disinfect this and that, but
2: so. the porta
1: potty's not there. I'm telling you, the porta potty's there for the homeless people who are staying in the parks.
2: Yeah, and sure. say people don't go to the park to use the bathroom and just happen to take a swing. I mean, they go to the park to swing and then might happen to use the bathroom, but, and, so you're going to get more butts on the swing. Sure, but
0: nonetheless, the, the, the benches are open, all that kind of stuff, but then this, uh, well, my point with this is that there there's so many contradictions to what's closed, what's not open, what can mm-hmm. be open, what can. That I agree and, with. Yeah, and then that that's my huge issue with this, is that, like, they're miscounting deaths, the the way they test for it is all wrong, and then they're telling us to do this, so open the government so you're,
1: slave. Uh, so you're a scientist now. You know how to test better?
0: No, no. I'm a realist, so I can look outside and tell you I'm not going to die by walking out to get my mail. But as soon as a cop pulls up and tells me to go back inside, I'm probably going to shoot him.
1: Do you?
2: <laughs> okay. <laughs>
0: All, All right.
1: right. That's a.
0: Extreme statement? That's not made... extreme. Look, if you come to someone's house... You cannot house, shoot a police officer regardless. You can shoot a police officer, an officer of the law, if they're breaking the Constitution, and if, if they become a in criminal... In what universe? If, what, if, there, if there's a law you can't officers sh- can't force you to do something, and yet they're forcing you to do something... What law you have is the, this? Whatever law it is in the state or city you're in, dude, if the cop is coming at you and doing something they can't do, legally, you have every right to defend yourself and... And you know, blow
1: a cop away. Yeah. So now the blue line has been crossed. Not the only blue line,
0: my last
1: blue line, red line, yellow line. The last episode, server, blue. Line. Anybody over a certain age, you wanted to off <laughs> them, <But> and <laughs> now you not, want to kill police officers. That is not
0: what I said. I never said kill police officers. You're, you're, you just you're, said shoot police officers. I did not say shoot police officers. I said that
2: shoot yeah. him dead. I think is what he said. <laughs> yeah.
0: No, if if they if don't a cop if you don't you,
2: agree with what cop they're doing, oh gosh, you get a shit. If a cop them. comes to you, only and if it starts he's checking to do his something. mail, and the cop interferes.
0: Exactly with that. that that specific <laughs> situation. No, man, if, that's just what it is. It's in in general constitutionally whatever your God-inevitable rights. Blah blah blah, the whole spiel. Bill of rights. The, if people start doing that, it is in with within your rights to defend yourself.
1: If, people, but police, law enforcement.
0: Oh. Okay, KGB. Yeah, you follow the law enforcement. Oh, there, nothing to do with communism. Yeah, okay, you communist Lenin. All right, look, he's a law enforcement officer. You can't do that. Heck yeah, I can.
1: No, you you shoot a cop, you're done.
0: Yeah, sure I am. Yeah, but at least you know he defended something. <laughs> Dude, look, look look, yeah, so look you at. Should, you know what the Bonus Army was. Back in 1932, the bonus army that went on to Washington because they demanded that their bonus for World War One was paid out to them now during the Great Depression. Do you know what the president did and the mayor? They sick the police out on them. Which mayor? I don't remember the mayor's name. Well, I know like it was Washington, FDR. The Washington, D.C. mayor? I believe it was Washington, D.C., yeah. Okay. But Just anyways, they, they brought the cops out and started beating these people and arresting them for peacefully protesting, camping out in a field. You know, you can't tell me that instant where cops are beating people, ripping them out from tents and cabins, and throwing them in the back paddy wagons, locking them up, and beating people. That, yeah, if you had a gun, that I think that's a totally justified moment where you've done nothing wrong. You're obeying your rights. You're being, a, you know, a civil we, citizen.
1: We have a judicial system for that. Yeah, it's to, called a duel, <laughs> no. which is still legal in but, Virginia, I believe. But for a cop saying, "Go back into your house when you're getting mail." And you to say that <laughs> Judge Dredd gets to shoot him in the head. <laughs> what the heck are you talking and about? The
0: judge Execution. That
1: might be an extreme.
0: Yeah, it's an extreme statement, but the idea behind it is that if a cop comes and tries to force you back into your home for no reason, without just cause, or anything like that, dude, defend yourself.
2: So, my, my question to you then, man child, is when everybody's staying at home, and when this initially began, did they do that because. The law told them to, or did they do that because they were trying to protect themselves and others? Yeah, it was a
0: guideline that even I, like, agreed, oh, we should do masks, we should do things, wash our hands, you know. Quarantine for two weeks, see if you're sick, if you're not, you're fine. I think that's, I did it too, it was just guidelines to follow. But then eventually it started morphing into this idea that, oh, I can't come outside. No, you you can, we're just choosing to stay inside. So the mentality behind everything shifted Totally from this is something that we're doing to help each other, blah, 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 help society to we have to do this. And then there are certain places and people specifically like, uh, you know, senators and congresspeople or whatever that the, the political pundits that are like, well, you have to do this. No, you don't. You don't have to do any of this. There's they, no law. Well... And unless there is, is regulations or whatever proclamations, whatever, yeah, the, this, this is not this is not a catch-all. It's just that well, it, the if majority institute, in the institute,
1: if the president institutes War Pro, War Powers Act, which he hasn't really done, and puts the governors in charge of of that kind of response, then yes, there would be a temporary law put in place.
0: Sure, the president, but you know, Governor Nebraska Pete Ricketts. You know, with, you know, state of emergency, whatever. He he can't come out and say, you have to stay in your home. If you exit your home, you will be arrested. He, there's no law. He's never said that. What, what I'm saying is he can't. I said he can't do that. There There's no, he has no ability to force people to be in their homes and you you can't be out. And, you know, execute. Well, he's not going to do it in Nebraska
1: because gun ownership is quite high.
0: And that's what <laughs> I'm talking about is that it's not law it's it's just an idea it's what you know this is we're doing this commute like as a community but, but as I a nation to help each other and then the moment it starts becoming law and you're like whoa no 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 I'm helping out our as society, soon as you come to me and tell me I have to do this not happening but our
1: society exists on a level of trust between the the population the government leaders and law enforcement and what you're saying is your level of trust has went to zero
0: no, it's not zero. It, it but it's, it's one. <laughs> it's area to area. I mean, you put me in the middle, of like L. A. or Detroit. Yeah, and the trust in government is probably going to be pretty zero. Like even New York or Chicago. Put me in Omaha. It's going to be a higher thing. Mayor Stothert's a really good person. They do really good work there to take care of the place. And you, you know, I've and you lived don't, there. You so.
1: don't feel like shooting police officers there.
0: No, I don't feel like shooting a cop in general. What I am saying is that as soon as it crosses a line of, of th- them being a peace officer to being mailbox. a militant, <laughs> as soon as they're, you know, Viet Cong tactics on you to make you Viet- stay in your home, defend yourself. Viet Cong
1: tactics.
0: Yeah, popping out of the bushes with their, it's for police purposes, giant tank and drones with speakers and weapons on them. Well, that's, that's a- the kind of stuff that when I'm like, okay, that's enough. We have drones flying around. Yeah, that. Mm.
1: It's a different story between shooting a drone and shooting a police officer because he told you to go inside. Whatever.
0: So,
2: are you are you getting more upset at what is going on or what may happen? What as a result of what's going on? Because you're you're putting a, a lot of uh, futuristic. Uh, things. I don't think I'm in putting too many. Futurists. Could lead to it, an and yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, 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 I
0: know it's not that I'm afraid of anything. I see two things happening. One, I have like my best friend in town. We haven't seen him in a month and a half because they're, they're viewing everything that's said online or by political pundits or by other people or by our work at Best Buy. They're like, oh, you cannot come out. You can't do this. You can't.
2: And they're freaked out
0: that if they walk outside.
2: They're gonna die. Well, I don't think they're doing that because. Like you said, like the, the the law is telling them to. It's because they care about other people, and they're willing to let the law kind of infringe upon them slightly if they think it's for the better cause. But now what we're seeing is protesting. Well, he, he voted because Clinton, people so. have gone beyond that point. Now they're not staying home because they're looking out for you know, their neighbors, now they feel compelled that, you know, to truly look out for their neighbor, they need to get out there and work and get the economy going, and they're they're growing a, a little tiresome, you know, but my concern is, is I did hear something where a, I think it was Illinois, where a judge put, put, put a suspended, the stay-at-home order, in particular, to this one guy. Okay,
1: we had to pause just for a second, because it wasn't Manchild's phone that was ringing it was his iPad
0: yeah which, which is weird it doesn't have like a, a mute switch I turned the volume down but I guess when I get calls it still goes off so I, w- I wasn't quite sure what that ringing was but anyways it's just the girl child She need to be let into the facility
1: oops <laughs> no, I, I did my classic I left my headphones plugged into the computer and I'm like what the heck I can't hear anything
0: are you on now
1: no, I got to find the cord. <laughs>
0: oh. Welcome to Blood Pump Media Studios. We are of the <laughs> highest caliber. We are such caliber. a high-tech uh we got
2: bags and towels hanging on the plumbing as <laughs> a way to mitigate the
0: It is a basement. It's a marginal yeah. benefit, but if everyone so, does it, it'll mitigate the problem.
1: Sir Esquire was talking about how the governor of Illinois was isolating the stay-at-home order to one person.
2: Well, no, what I was saying is there was a, a, a judge ruled in favor oh, judge. of uh, okay. against the stay-at-home order. And for what I understand is that it only applies to this one person as of right now. But my thought was, is going back to Manchild, if he can remember where his rant was at, is... <laughs> um, you know, people staying at home because they're being good. Oh, yeah, and then yeah. we were all talking about a friend. You know, people going outside because they're just fed up with it and they want to start shooting cops. <laughs> and so, my, my question to you was and just a thought is if this lawsuit kind of starts going through in the future, this really could be a precedent because in the future, um, we may just eradicate any sort of control to say, hey, there's a pandemic going on. You need to stay home. And then people are going to be like, no, we don't because we know that lawsuit. So it sounds good. Where's the middle ground in that? Do you, are you I, winning I or are we losing with that one? I don't, I don't know if there's any middle ground. I think there's uh, – I don't
0: know. That's the thing. Like right now we see like when it first began, I think a lot of people weren't quite taking it serious because – it just didn't seem like it was really going to affect us, which is the way everything kind of begins. But then it like kind of came over and started affecting us and it was growing. Everyone was kind of scared with what was going on. I was worried. I didn't know. Uh, I remember the last day Best Buy was open and I, I walked out looking at people and I'm like, I, you know, it feels like I just got fired. Like the business just shut down. Then everything went online and over the phone. Uh, it, you know, but um, so it was scary but then as information comes out it's not everything's as it seems which i think is the problem where you know during this ki- t- kind of time is the kind of time when you want to be pretty um not translucent what well, uh, transparent <laughs> translucent <laughs> <laughs> translucent <laughs> every minute, but transparent with some information and not count certain things this way or tell people that this is what's going to happen and just have the stupid bickering in government the, the way we do um, and have like municipalities kind of go a little overboard with you know, what they think will help. It, so I think the problem we're having is that there's not a like uniform kind of Oh, This is kind of what we should do because then you have the problem of, oh, I want to do this. I want to do that. Everything's just falling apart as it goes along because more and more information is coming out about how things are not the way we were originally told. And pe- like the government, you know, whatever people in those kind of higher up excellence of societies, uh, those positions, the bourgeoisie, the bourgeoisie knew more than the proletariat. And they, they've known the information they know now from the beginning, but they shed, they'll fit it to us in a certain light. I think that's the big problem. I don't know you know I don't know if there's a middle ground or if this law sets like a, a precedent for the future or anything like that. But what I do know is that I think the government needs to be way more careful going forward because
2: I think, it, I think the American people need to be w- w- way more careful moving forward because I kind of look at it as a almost as the dynamics of a chess, a chess game. Where the American people move and now it's the government's turn. So when we're kind of playing this game pantically and we're, we're trying to make these moves and you know, and that's my concern. You know, if, if are we moving in on the government, uh, king piece now for our freedom to not be ordered to stay at home and by doing so, is that allow the government now to see where our intent is and maybe to counter our moves? So I, I just think that it's, it is, Kind of, we have to be careful. As American people, we have to be careful. You know what? We, we, we have to stay home to protect ourselves. We have to stay home to protect our neighbors. We have to, sh- but we have to do so in, in, in such a sense that we're not getting angry and we're forcing the government to move. So we're either going to say, Hey, let us go outside and they'll let us outside, but they'll be like, well, we're going to call it, create a fresh air tax. So <laughs> you can go outside if you can afford to. Yeah.
0: Well, then, then that's
2: probably going to be well, a lot when of these, people show up with guns.
0: A lot of these decisions
1: <laughs> that governors are making and mayors—they're all going to be battled in the courts. Mm-hmm. But the court system takes forever, so eventually, in the next, in the years to come, these kind of decisions will be brought to bear in the court systems, and uh, we'll just see how all that plays out because they are—they are intruding on people's rights. Which the government can do for a temporary reason, but to extend it out, like the Patriot Act, is really brutal on the American populace, and that's just kind of a bad thing.
2: Well, yeah. you know, and that is my big big concern, is that, um, you know, as, as, well, kind of specifically kind of looking at, at the medical... Uh, the health system reform and a lot of people are crying for reform and reform and i kind of look at the kind of the COVID and the rights as we were just talking about maybe if this does go to court and it kind of has to be figured out in the court how to apply these rights in these situations um you got to kind of be careful what you're going for there because my thought is is like if you give free health care to to americans right well, what are you actually getting? Because do you have to revamp the healthcare in order to provide it free? Because at that point in time, if everybody's getting free healthcare, healthcare might only be a webinar with a certified doctor, and that's what you're getting for free. Yeah. You know, and, and they were like, well, that's free. You, that's your, that's how we do healthcare now. You talk to a doctor online. So it doesn't cost anything. And, and it, and, it, it depletes what it is. So I guess, you know, moving forward, I think we as Americans do have to figure out, and we, I guess we can include the whole world, uh, even though they're governments and don't operate the same as ours. But I just think as American people we have to be careful moving forward. We have to exercise a little bit of tolerance and patience because we could be forcing something a reaction back on us.
0: Yeah, I, you I, know
2: because we we want change, you know, and these people are protesting, yeah, open them up. Let me get my hair cut. You know, let me let me go slide down the water slide. Let me use the the swing in the back in the park.
1: Let me use the porta potty.
2: Yeah. yeah.
0: Just, so, and I agree with that. Uh, I so I again I don't know the middle ground. I totally understand. And see what you're what you're saying with like you know uh, we're we're forcing to do this 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 now. Some people say it could be second wave COVID. I don't know at this at this point I'm I'm concerned. Like on my everyday thing, what am I concerned about? COVID really doesn't rank that high for everything that I've seen and I understand and my uh, the interactions I have. I it just does not rank that high anymore. Um, but. You know, so we could force a second wave. We could force you know a horrific thing to happen on the nation by opening up. But at the same time, if we don't, if we don't force that, we don't know if that will inevitably become us kind of uh, not kowtowing, What do you call it? I don't know. Just you know, putting up our hands and saying, yeah, yeah, government, come in, do this, Depitulate. this, and this. Yeah, sure. That's the word you would like. Um, get our hands. Although cowtow
1: is eating. not necessarily big, but is. Derogatory towards China, so yeah, yeah. Keep, and careful.
0: and cows, right? In India, sorry,
1: it's actually no, not against cows, but sure, why
0: not? <laughs> no, but so I understand what you're saying, and I, I think that's the the bet people have to play is uh, when in these situations do you want to at any moment give the government the the leeway to okay, yeah, yeah, we'll we'll give you the tolerance, we'll do what you know you think is best, you know, to help us out in this temporary thing, but nothing of the government's temporary, man. You know, like Social Security, not Social Security, but um, <laughs> I'm not going to get into the. But like FDR, some of his programs, they were all kind of meant to be temporary to a certain extent, and then they just didn't end. So like the Civilian Conservation you Corps. You mean New Normal? The New Normal, yeah. <laughs> the New Deal, the New Normal. Uh, like the Civilian Conservation Corps in the 30s, think did a great job, but that ended. But then there's other programs that he did that didn't end and it still exists there's programs from like the 1800s that served no waiting purpose for my
1: pot and a chicken
0: oh that's right cause he promised everyone like a chicken on their stove or something right a chicken in every pot yeah that's what he promised rock and goose in the great depression yeah but um yeah so that, that that's that okay we'll give you this leeway right what you're saying is we'll give the government this leeway to do this one thing, extend this quarantine or, you know, shut these certain businesses down for a little longer and then a little longer and then.
2: Well, if we give them the leeway, we're not forcing them, forcing our hand on them and forcing them to react, you know, off of us. You know, if we give them a little leeway, then they they kind of make decisions. But it's, it's even if we're not popular, you know, for them, if, if we let them make it, I, I guess I don't want to carry that thought on too long.
0: Yeah, uh, and, and I, I see what you're saying. And it's just, it's the same thing that I'm saying, where it's the, you know, if we follow this way with the government, we could be preventing a huge issue. But at the same time, if we don't follow the government and just kind of like shoe, shoehorn our way out of the situation, we could run into a lot of issues or could it could just stop and they'll. Yeah, you go to jail and catch COVID and you'll die and well, you know, like COVID compl- complications. Like the
2: old guy was saying about his pot and his chicken. And if you demand your pot and your chicken from the government, you know, they can just turn around and put a uh, marshmallow peep in a little Tupperware bowl and say, this is your pot and your chicken. Yeah. You know? and, <laughs> and that's what you're going to get. So... That's my point. You don't don't demand your pot and your chicken if you're not willing to settle for a peep in a, a microwave there bowl I at go. this point in time. This is your and, free chicken. And
1: with that, we want to take a moment to acknowledge our stream of consciousness listeners out there. We appreciate all of you for listening and adding to the value of this podcast. When you share your stream of consciousness with us, you're helping to produce the show.
0: We want to interact with each of you as well as with us. So look for Man, Child, and the Old Guy Facebook page. Support links can be found through our website www.bloodpumpmedia.com. You can also cross your streams of consciousness with ours by emailing us at bloodpumpmedia at gmail.com.
1: Yes, we'd love to hear from you. Please send us your suggestions and your comments, and many. Money is not bad, so you can help produce the show. If you like what you hear and you're finding value and entertainment in what we are doing, then by all means, be a proud listener. And I was pushing a button and I lost my place. Hey! One of these days I'm gonna get it all right.
0: I did pretty good this time.
1: Well, you skipped the whole paragraph, but whatever. Well, you basically Uh. (laughs) said it. You
0: you you like kind of skimmed through yours and then you started speaking a little more and you said the you said that paragraph, so I was like, Okay. I'll just do my one I'll do my little bit. Oh Pause You're killing the people. I know, I'm sorry. It's like when you strangle the dog, now you're just strangling people's ears. I did not strangle the dog. I stepped on the dog.
2: Cross 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 your streams streams. of consciousness with us
1: and with others. I love this plan. I'm excited
2: to be a part of it. Let's do it.
1: Let's do it. Cross your stream of consciousness with others. Thank you for listening out there. So a few things for us to uh, talk about with Sir Esquire as he joins us. is The first thing I want to talk about is uh, one of our don't be that guy kind of things. But there's a mom out there with 16 kids. And she's been putting a sign on her shopping cart, not hoarding, be kind or go away, because she's had people walking up to her while she's at Walmarts and Sam's Clubs, etc., that uh, are like getting on her case because she's buying so much product. But she has 16 kids. Let it go. So this goes back to, I hope she's not driving a champagne colored vehicle Hmm. or a Mary Kay car, but. That's who she works for.
0: (laughs)
2: Save sixteen kids. She's going to need two vehicles for sure. Yeah. yeah, but each
0: one of those kids can be a recruiter for the Ponzi scheme. It's true. Maybe she drives a bus, a short bus. You know, <laughs> I didn't mean it in a bad way. <laughs> Maybe she drives a short bus <laughs> and she rides along too.
1: And a little uh, note here that goes along with uh, something that's near and dear to Manchild's heart is that the Dutch government has. Uh, uh, Supreme, their Supreme Court has ruled that doctors can euthanize now dementia patients. Well, so you know
0: it, what, what? do you mean, my near near and dear to my heart? Well, because dementia why all. would we waste resources on dementia patients? I'm, because those resources you guys take should, everything I say to like the full extent. That is
1: exactly what you said. Dem- no, 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 dementia no, 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 no.
0: all... Euthanized do, dead. Do not that, do that is totally to up do your not do that to me. Where you say, like, well, that is exactly what you say. Because when I say that about you, you're like, well, show me the exact part of the script and the, you know, the time or code when I said something. Whatever. I did not say exactly. We need to kill old people, especially not waste the resources on old people with yes, dementia. You, you what did. What I say say that. Said, No, I didn't. What I said. What I talked about I was crano. talking about the whole like trying to make people live you know for crazy amounts of years 200, 300 years But the problem is at some point for every human they're going to hit a point where uh, if you can somehow keep them conscious and alive all they're going to be is a potato in a bed with tubes down their throat because the body itself won't be able to function if you live you know, Because I think people live to 120 at the most. You live past that. Even people at 120 but, are like glass. They can't do anything. They move, they break. But some so people get to that
1: point at 60 years old, and some people get to that point when they're 100.
0: Yeah, so don't smoke. You know, but I'm not. I'm not saying so don't go to them your them mailbox
1: with the police outside. And well, I'm obviously. not
0: saying kill them off. I'm saying that the, the the whole idea of trying to make humanity live forever and ever and ever, I think, is just flawed fundamentally. If you want to help someone, you know, survive a little longer, get some extra years, whatever, that's their money. They can do that. I just. I don't want my tax dollars going to focusing on how to keep a, you know, a ninety-eight year old dude alive for another two years because it, you know what? At that point, I'm sorry. I'm not telling all people to die, but I'm like, I just, you know, you're you're kinda it's like keeping your it's like those people that have those dogs that are really, really old. And they're like, oh, this dog's a member of family, we really love it. And like, you're really gonna pour that amount of money, you know, into a dog to remove a Put something in it to make it live.
1: Decision, not the government or the. But message. the research.
0: I'm talking about the, the whole thing. I talked about was the freaking research. It's, it's the not tax dollars. Yeah, I mean, I'd rather if research was gone into the whole idea of like uh, how to figure out how like we can store someone's consciousness in a computer so that you can go in and look up like, oh, what was the president's well, birthday. My name's Donald Trump. I was born in 1950, whatever, whatever, whatever. So you know? instead
2: of investing tax dollars into prolonging uh, the elderly people's lives, we need to find a w- no, use no, the tax dollars wine. use the tax dollars to expand our youth for we never even get old.
0: Ooh,
2: wow.
1: How
0: do you feel about that?
2: I think it's a waste. I think it's all. I think it's all, the, you know, the
0: off with their heads. Or whatever. Yeah. So, anyways, I don't think that's right, though. Euthanasia. I've really, I've really mixed views and opinions on. Well, I think dementia too, though. I mean, is a person even in the right
1: can't state of mind to what? it? Well, yeah, but that's going off. Of, I'm not tracking with you because you said don't res, don't invest resources in keeping anybody alive. I, don't
0: prevent. Don't invest. whatever what I was saying was that I don't think we should try for someone that is like on the brink of death they're in hospice that we should invest crazy amounts of money that people should focus a whole lot to keep them alive another five days that is the main point of everything and I'm tired of you everyone bringing it up like that the
2: end goal isn't just to prolong that one frail person a little bit I think ultimately the goal in that is is to where we can catch that sooner and then kind of
1: yeah, what if maybe research? not have that? Yeah, that's, and then, that, that's something that to that go
2: into, but that's
0: not mind? the research. It's not like one catch-all research that does all this. It's specific research. There's specific research for dementia to figure out like how to catch that sooner, and you can uh, use patients that have it that are you know old and near death or whatever it is, um, with their brain's not totally degraded, and you can kind of like. What
1: about the cancer uh, research that doesn't necessarily prolong? The person's life that they're doing the research on but the uh, analytics that come out of that research extends other people's lives
0: sure I'm again okay. I'm the thing isn't about I I like I'm getting actually like ticked off. I guess it's not It's not about I,
2: science. It's not about no, research. Stop, it's stop, about stop, these stop. old people.
0: It's I'm not about killing the old people. It's not about dementia, not about cancer. Okay. The idea is if you want the research where you can go in and like, if someone's got cancer, you can get, figure stuff out with it, whatever, that you can help save some of their lives, great. The only thing I'm talking about, it's not about saving someone's life, is that when people try and go into this whole system of trying to prolong life itself, not this you know, this this we need to help them with this, help them with that, remove this cancer to make them live one more month. They're, they're going to die. Personally, I would just say, let them die. Put them in hospice, pump them up with morphine, let them feel good, they're going to die anyways. You no, know, this is my whole issue with uh, euthanasia there, but we'll get into it in another episode, I'm sure. But people that are going to die, crossed the, up they're like... 120. They're going to die. Their body is frail. Their lungs can't keep up with it. I don't think that's an instance as a society where we should try and focus so much energy on how can we make someone that's already at the brink of death live
2: a little longer. Are we focusing that much energy? The, yeah. Uh, there, I, there, was, through my college what exams. If,
1: what if their personal resources are spent?
2: Yeah, they can do that. That's,
1: okay. their, they want, that's all I want to get to is if if if, if, if
0: you're I Bill Gates enough, and you have the money, right. you want to make it so you can have a left lobe of your brain that's just because you know, you're, a computer you're, chip. You're making, you do whatever the heck you want. I don't care. Because you're I association. Just, society, here. I never said association. Never I'm talking about society. Stop. Stop. Let me finish one time. I can't because you guys are just like you just erase racist. So like kill cops and you hate all people. Well, you did say kill cops. I never said kill cops. Well, shoot them. You
2: said you were going to put on your uh, army fatigues, camo up your face, and go check the mail. <laughs> I don't know why you. <laughs> as soon, to- soon as the as soon as the, the post office comes, just shoot them. The
1: way you're presenting it associates general society with keeping
0: somebody. Yeah, well, when you assume, but what, if, what, what is it they used to say? When you assume, What's your association you're using as a synonym is assume. When you say association, you're assuming. That is what you're no, doing. No. I never once said we should just kill old people. All I've ever said is that culturally, that we okay. people should yeah, many. exactly. You guys keep bringing it up. No, Whatever. No, I, My issue with with the the dementia stuff here is I feel like that's like if how how far gone do you think it should be with euthanasia? Euthanasia? Or yeah, how how far gone could someone be with dementia before I don't think
1: there is ever a time for euthanasia. I don't okay,
0: well, we're we're not going to argue like the the morality of it. Just the consensuality, I don't know I, if that's a word. But let's say, okay, we're not, again, we're not this hypothetical, we're not arguing the morality, the yeah, ethics, but we're not arguing. I'm not talking about morality, I'm just saying I don't
1: think there should be euthanasia.
0: Right, I'm I'm saying euthanasia exists, whatever, here it right. is, it's in this bubble. In that, in that world, that society where it is acceptable or whatever, at one point it needs to be consensual to do it, the person dying needs to consent to it at what point in dementia do you lose like legally do you think someone would lose that ability early, to pre- present early that?
1: on they cannot early on people with dementia lose their ability to sign their own checks and stuff they have to give over their legal rights to somebody else in their family so
0: so e- e- even e- e- you know whatever with euthanasia agreeing with it or not is At this point, people with dementia—that's just a no go, then, because they can't. They they themselves
1: never consent to it. So, because they in their right state of mind, dementia
0: is where they can't remember the past, right? Or is that
1: well? Just it depends. It hits different people differently.
0: Isn't it it like a disease that just eats at the brain?
1: Uh, Well, certainly the neurons in the brain have issues recalling data. Basically, your hard drive goes bad. So, I mean, as a person.
0: as Bill Gates. His hard drive. <laughs> well, his he, left frontal cortex. is he's very possible Bill Gates Windows is a robot.
1: <laughs> you heard it here first. Bill Gates possibly is a robot. No, no. So let's go on to something else because I, I didn't think that you would get so upset because about it. Because
0: every time you bring it up, you're like, you said this. But as soon as I say <laughs> something maybe, maybe like it's that. it's because I'm soon, saying it too. Well, as soon as I say something joke. about him, like, it's not a joke because that's not. It's not that when you associ, when you say that phrase, you're associating the truth with it. I, I can't say that about him. You listen to the podcast. You know, if I say, well, you said this, <laughs> that is not what I said. I, I would never have said that. No, you're taking it out of context. Right. He'll, he'll go at So I stopped doing that, I but then he still attacks me with it. trying to help the listeners clarify. The listeners don't me. need any clarification. They know where I stand on this.
1: Okay. Anyway, there's three financial things that are going on with the COVID <laughs> that I want to talk about. <laughs> okay. Because uh, people just probably hit the fast forward button. There, <laughs> um, the first is this issue. Uh, we we'll are just read the, the headline here. Hard hit restaurants, gyms, and other businesses are battling insurers, insurers over coronavirus, sparking a new Washington lobbying war. Now, uh, I don't know if you guys had the opportunity to read this article, but this article is about, um, a special kind of insurance that, um, businesses take out. And that's insurance against prolonged shutdowns. And insurers are saying that they're not going to cover the pandemic as a prolonged shutdown because it's kind of like an act of God thing, which is the cop-out for all insurers about anything, right? So um, So there's a big battle coming because people have paid into these policies for a really long time and these insurers are not paying out. It's similar happens during hurricanes where the insurer... The insurance companies go in and say, well, we're covering this and not that, but it's all from the hurricane. So why would you cover this and not that? And years after the fact, people are still battling to get their homes fixed. And this is the same kind of battle that's going on right now. So beyond the fact that the coronavirus is shutting down all of these businesses, um, we've got the fact that those that had insurance against prolonged kind of shutdowns are having issues with their insurance companies pay out about it. And this is really a problem.
0: So, what, what, what with insurance companies, because they're, they're saying the pandemic's an act of God, but if the prolonged shutdown, is there some kind of like super strict guidelines that defend that? Or is it just Trump really needs to come out and say war powers, like super federal
2: executive order shutdown thing? And well, then these they'll all say have it's to. Okay. End,
1: these will all end up going to lawsuits. So, are, are these
2: insurance people not paying them because they're bad people then? Or are they, or is this just this shutdown is just a monster they can't even begin to contain? I mean, it might be bigger than them.
1: Uh, it's all of that and above.
0: Okay.
2: Insurance,
1: the, prob- the main thing about insurance companies is they don't like to pay on their policies.
0: Yeah, they probably don't even have the because money.
1: Because it costs money. So, well, but insurance companies are also insured. So insurance companies by law have to have so much liquidity to, there's always an assumption that so many policies have to be paid out at a certain time. So uh, they have to have a certain, just like banks have to have a certain liquidity at the end of the day, insurance companies have to have a certain amount of liquidity to pay out on the policies that they currently have underwritten. But then they also are required to have a backup insurance And so all insurance companies have a backup insurance. So when a big issue comes upon them, they're actually insured by their backup insurance. Hmm. So, and that, I don't remember if that, I believe that's a legal thing that they have. The government requires insurance insurance companies to do that. But that backup insurance helps them with their liquidity issue. So all of that's built into the whole structure. So it's not, even in even in this kind of scenario where tons of businesses are trying to collect from multiple different insurance companies, the insurance companies aren't going to pay it all out anyway. They're going to go to their backup insurance and start paying it out. So, but- You gotta
0: wonder if you're like, let's say progressive, I don't know what companies would do this, but if you're progressive and 100% of your clients that have car insurance all get an accident in the same day and like are requesting... Yeah, you well,
1: know, this you're happens. Like, well, I can't like uh, Actually, it's like a run on the where banks.
2: Flo and Jimmy will come out and right. handle that. Then. they'll beat up the cop for you. I remember
1: the first time I learned about this was in Western Nebraska. A big hailstorm had went like a super huge hailstorm that covered the from Kansas to South Dakota. Like just went right across the street. And you never think about hail. We think about our cars being dented, roofs being damaged, things like that. Well. If The cattle out in Western Nebraska are free range, more or less. And so this hailstorm killed like thousands of head of cattle because it pummeled them to death because it was the the hailstones out there were like near baseball size and just beat them to death. And so all of these, um, all of these ranchers and farmers were turning in policies to get their you know, there's an agreed-upon price, I guess, for what a head of cattle costs, and the insurance is supposed to pay out on it. Well, uh, one of the insurance companies that I knew about at the time, they're like, "Well, we got to pay out X million dollars to this point, and then our backup insurance, which was like Lloyd's of London or something, some international conglomerate, was was going to pay on the rest of the policy." So they had to front the cash, but then their backup insurance would kick in. And pay the company back to keep their cash flow going, so that's the system's all set up that way. So it's so it's not like these guys in the long run are going to pay out all of this money. Their backup insurance is but so it's more.
0: It just sounds more like a case of people that don't want to pay the money. In part general.
1: of it, but in general, insurance companies don't want to pay their policies because they cost money. Yeah.
0: Hurts
2: well, a lot I think the, the big key word there, too, though, in that article is the lobbyists, so that we know that there's money going to Washington trying to get rules get made. Mm-hmm. So state. I think for the American people, this is not a good thing. Oh, yeah. No,
0: it isn't. Another
1: lo- thing that's obvious gonna... I think lobbyists should be done away with,
0: but that's yeah. a personal thing. Another thing that's not a good thing is the death of the department store.
1: Yeah. So this is an article in the New York Times that came out, and they're, they're talking about how... A lot of the department stores that have been around for many years, like JCPenney's, Macy's, Lord & Taylor, all of these places, um, because they can't open and they've never fully embraced the online markets or how to do that, um, that this pandemic could actually be the death knell for most of them. or. Most of them, I uh, think. J.C. Penny just filed bankruptcy again. I think Macy's is getting ready to. A lot of those Neiman Marcus, Nordstroms, a lot of these stores um, that just never really fully embraced the internet are starting to. They're having terrible uh, cash flow issues right now, and the stores that have embraced the internet, like uh, some of the stores. Um, like walmart is late coming to the internet but they're a lot better than they used to be sam's club is actually really good which i know sam's club is kind of walmart but it's not um best buy embrace the internet early on that's why they beat out circuit city in the end um so a lot of these stores that were able to utilize the internet but keep their doors open at the same time um they're gonna survive, but a lot of department stores and the And when the department store goes, then one of the social gathering places of the last fifty years, the mall, is gonna go by the wayside as well.
0: Do you think this is the death of the department store, or death of these department stores?
1: Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't know if outside the stores like the mega targets and. Um, Walmarts and stuff if a lot of these stores are gonna make it
0: do you think there'll be like another cycle of mom-and-pop shops that develop people really like um, them one company buys that one and they buy the next one next thing you know it's they're all brands underneath the you know what I'll call decent purchase by here you know you
2: always get a decent Uh, price
1: it's very possible
2: well I think that if the department stores that fail do fail then your, your big box stores, your Walmarts are gonna really be the only physical stores. Now, a lot of people will migrate who haven't already to online shopping, but you just can't replace the physical, uh, shopping. And so places like Walmart will do well, but I think, you know, if you look at it after the aftermath of the, uh, of the coronavirus, maybe it might be too big of a gathering for people to be comfortable, so they might, go a little more local, a little more yeah, mom and, and pop, which would be good. So I think the scenario you said would exactly, because then they're going to flourish again and then they're going to become viable and bought out and then we're going to, the whole model is going to shift and we're going to go, our new normal is going to be our old normal. <laughs> yeah. Well, like in
0: Omaha, they, uh, like 2013, maybe it was 2014, they, they opened up one of the, they said they were building a Walmart near one of the you know, big urban areas in Omaha and we're like... Whew, there's no room for a Walmart. How are they doing that? Next thing you know, they're building this little building. You're like, well, what is that? It's a Walmart. What do they call them? The neighborhood markets? Neighborhood market or something. Yeah, the neighborhood Walmart. And instead of blue, it's green. So, and then and instead of white, it's gray. So it's like a little different colors. It's uh, like, a, it, it's just going. It's basically just groceries. There's some like, you know, deodorant, all that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, it's
1: like the top 20% of products that you can get at a usual Walmart are always at. The
0: neighborhood Walmart. And they have a pharmacy in there, too. So, Underwear, batteries. Yeah, some real basic
1: basic stuff. Go in and get your gallon. It's the place you can run in and get your gallon of milk and get out real quick instead of having to go through the big Walmart, walk through the entire parking lot, go clear to the back of the store to get your milk, and then wait in line to get out. So,
2: Uh, yeah. That that scares me. So, (laughs) mom mom and pop shops are going to be just little tiny... Big box stores. Yeah, well, well that's, yeah, but that's I, what that's to is. some extent, though. If you think about it, it's you can't
0: really like franchise a Walmart. Um, like if you want to franchise a McDonald's or a, a Dollar Tree, I had a friend in high school where their dad, all they did was they they bought a, a Dollar Tree franchise and they franchised another one, another, and then he had like 15 or 20 of them. That's all his dad did. he just franchised a McDonald's or the, the, the I keep saying McDonald's, the Dollar Trees. But if you think about it, you get the local Walmarts that could aid you know, a the city or like, you know, towns, whatever, a lot by people local franchising that and hiring local and being a member of the society versus you have like a massive target just get dropped in the dead center of a city. First off, it wipes out a huge amount of. <laughs> I'm just
1: envisioning like a C5 galaxy. <laughs> Dropping the Durgan in.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Lands and boom, all, all the Starbucks people start walking in.
2: Self inflates. Like, right. Sh- it
1: starts unfolding like Doesn't, a transformer.
0: Come yeah, on in. So <laughs> <laughs> we have transgender bathrooms. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, it's better than that. I would say. So I'd rather have a bunch of like smaller mom and pop in like parts of the town that you go to versus having this one Mecca of we all go to Walmart. We all go to Walmart or and there walk is, around there the is, giant circles around the building. It's
1: already in the last 20 years. This has already been a phenomenon in the United States where this has happened with mortuaries. Mm-hmm. So almost all mortuaries are owned by, I think, two companies, but they're all still locally look. They all still look like local companies. But all of most family-run uh, mortuaries and funeral parlors are actually owned by this huge conglomerate now. Yeah,
0: well, the one in town isn't that—that's independent and family-owned, isn't it? Which one are you talking? About? There's uh, there's the one, one in Moline.
1: Yeah, there's there's one in Moline that's still entirely family-owned. So there's still owned.
0: some of them out there.
1: Yeah, but, but it's in general, they're slowly getting bought up by this massive conglomerate of funeral homes. But you can't tell it on the front end. They own it on the back end. And that's because of HR and all that kind of stuff. That's a lot easier to do when you have everybody's paying in little bits of a time instead of one business that has to pay all the fees to get something going. So um,
2: so you, you think your your money might be staying locally, but it's still leaving town. because ultimately A certain
1: percentage of it's going to this other thing. So it could be that you have a bunch of artesian cheese shops and wine shops and
0: this kind of shop but they're all costco or something but they're
1: all actually owned by a larger back end that nobody's really aware of but the front end still for millennial sake it's and we're gonna charge you twenty dollars for a pickle even though it costs us five cents to make it yeah but to keep on with the financial stress that's happening for coronavirus can colleges survive the coronavirus? The math is not pretty because they need students on campus, paying for meals, paying for room and board, and of course paying these tenured instructors, yeah, that's, salaries that's, that's and stuff. That's and what college is screwed up. Yeah, and and to pay the fees to maintain all of these huge buildings they built over the years to house people, and and, and with the internet. And everything that's happened with COVID and everything going online, this is really stressing them out.
2: Yeah, and I so, think so. A lot of the draw to some of these bigger schools is, even though it may be a long travel, it's it's part of the experience. And then if you're taking away that experience, you might as well stay local, stay smaller. You know, so yeah, it could definitely hurt. Yeah, I the colleges.
0: That's one of the things. Even going to uh, the one in Canada and then the one here. So from an actual university to just a community college is you, you see a lot of differences between the two. And I've had to see other colleges too in Nebraska as well is it's like you go there and the price is just makes no sense. Well, you get to pay this amount for blah, 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 blah. And you know, there's sites like Skillshare or, um, uh, Nebula and things like that where it's, it's 20 bucks a year. It's a subscription or you pay five bucks a month. And a lot of their coursework are taught by, you know, retired professors. Like, well, here's a subject, and they just walk through the whole thing, and they give you like a little assignment you can do if you want it. But what they're teaching is college curriculum, curricula, curriculum, curriculum. curriculum to Chihuahua. You do. Yeah, curriculum. <laughs> whatever. Chihuahua. Yeah, <laughs> uh, they're giving you the schoolwork that's in college. The the classes, the homework, biology, chemistry, everything you want. It's there. So when you see that kind of stuff, why is it that they're able, for such a low price, I can afford to do all this stuff, yet when you go to this college, yeah, you're paying for room and board, you're paying for you know, some of this and this. The price just isn't justified in the education you're walking out of. What you're paying for is for the name on the piece of paper you're going to get in the end of four or five years. Because, you know, they agree this teacher, you're going to teach, you know, every day you're going to teach uh, 100 brats the same subject, everything, every day. That's all you do. We're going to give singing you... You're saying young
1: adults are brats? Yeah.
0: We're going to give you like $900,000 a year and you can't get fired and you get full pension. You All that kind of stuff screwed the colleges over as soon as they started giving professors like huge amounts of money for paychecks. I'm not going to say it's justified or not. I don't know. I, I definitely have met professors where it's not justified. Um, <laughs> but it, but that that's, that's the thing. You? Colleges are screwed over now because people are like, oh, no, here's this free exchange of knowledge that's collectively out there on the internet, you pay this fee and you have access to all of it. Okay, great. I can do that for, you know, 20 bucks a year. It's a lot better than a 10 grand or, you know, 100 grand a year. Some of these other teachers, you know, the, so that that I think that's where colleges screwed themselves over.
2: Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, and everyone wants that uh, free uh, college. So free,
1: free, free, free. Free, yeah. It's, yeah. Here's dude, your free college. college.
2: It's free, but it's you know, it's, a, it's just a microwavable you know, version of, of your four-course <laughs> here's,
1: here's your Chef Boy R.D. degree. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's printed on the backs of the back of just like a cereal box. We're it's a cut meaty it out. ravioli. We just don't know what the meat is. <laughs> what does what is, what is your diploma say? Drink <laughs> your Ovaltine. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> so uh, keep it on with our coronavirus topic here. There, there's some really misleading things that the media is doing that just drive me bonkers. And so this is a story out of Reuters from last week, 22nd. US coronavirus deaths top 45,000, doubling in little over a week. Second paragraph says this The United States has fight by far the world's largest number of confirmed corona- corona- coronavirus cases at over 810,000, almost four times as many as Spain, the country with the second highest number. Globally, cases top 2.5 million on Tuesday.
0: Spain is like not even half our population. Right,
1: and so people not reading this well, so I did the math real quick. The population of Spain is 46 million. The population of the United States, approximately 330 million. So uh, basically... If you divide the number of COVID cases at the time of the article, 208,000 in Spain, into their thing, you are twice as likely in Spain to have coronavirus than you are in the United States. You have a 1 in 221 chance of having coronavirus in Spain. And you have a 1 in 407 chance of having it in the United States. But when you read that kind of line in that article, it makes you think like everybody's dying. America's falling apart. And it really aggravates me. And not only that, it is that knowing that most people read the headline and only read the first couple maybe lines in the article because that's all that shows up in their Facebook Mm -hmm. feed or maybe on their online portal, how they're reading the news and they don't dig down into the story where they actually do break it out a little better, but you got to like read for more than 30 seconds. And most people don't. And the the news media that's out there like CNN and even Fox does this and all the others, they just, they just kind of read this kind of garbage too and never really define it well for people. So it looks like, we're all going to die here in the United States, and that is not the case. Yeah,
0: and
2: then well, they. they oh, if you want to go ahead. Well, the the uh, headline to that said that the U.S. coronavirus deaths uh, double in a little over a week, and I think that in itself says, "Oh, well, it's twice as bad this week as it was last week." And I think a thing to also consider in that, I don't know if that article
1: and, and, that,
2: and I can't guess here, but it's not. That many people die. Right. It's yeah. just that they have doubled the number. So somebody who may have died three weeks ago just now got classified and is counted right. as a death. Yeah. So you that have has two, to be considered also. Yeah. You have
0: two issues here. One is the testing, where it should say. You know, 810,000 Americans have tested positive on Corona test kits versus tested positive for coronavirus. Cause as the government is, the government's the one that said that we can't tell influenza, uh, rhinovirus, which is the cold, or um, you know, it's COVID. They should say they tested positive on this test kit instead of saying they tested positive for COVID, which we can't we can't tell. And the other thing is, you're like, oh well, the number of deaths doubled. Well, the girl child's grandmother just died a couple days ago, and. It, she, she had fall, fall, fallen in her apartment in Chicago and fractured part of her spine or something, and no one knew what was going on for several days. By the time they got her in the hospital, she uh, she contracted COVID, but she was already... Like, yeah, there's, a, she, 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 for several days, needed to go to the hospital.
1: Yeah, a 90-year-old woman with a broken back.
0: Yeah, so it's... And then she, she died, but they're counting her as a, a COVID death. Well, you could... I mean, maybe you could claim COVID complications or whatever, which is what everyone does. But she did not die of COVID, just like the example I gave in the beginning about the guy being on a life support. And they pull it, like, oh, he's a COVID death. Well, no, it's COVID complications. No, he, he was on life support. We pulled it, he died. That was... We made that decision. COVID had no play in whether he was gonna die or not. So when they say like, all oh, the deaths have doubled," well, what they're saying is the amount of people that have died that also tested positive on COVID test kits have have doubled. But you know, yeah. so it's so they like, like, shorten it up and then it, it 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 gives a totally different meaning. I think than you're what, giving them a lot
2: of credit because they might not even. No, oh, I'm sure they don't they even. Just, and he's dead because he's dead
0: well yeah because you have like the whole thing like well Trump said you need to inject bacteria with, or uh, antibacterial he did not he did say, say, say that bacteria what he did say bacteria or well, the UV whatever
2: disinfectant
0: disinfect. there you go um, like if you listen to the whole 10 minute clip there's a way more context with it um but they, they just hear, like, what he says and just assume it means to dump a bottle of Clorox, Clorox down your butt. Yeah, down your butt. Did you,
1: you see yeah, that? Yeah, I saw what I mean. yeah. yeah.
0: That, that, that's just what they assume. They don't go into the context. When they see, like, the whole list of, you know, the government says, oh, this, this, and this happens. We can't tell if it's influenza or the COVID.
2: Well, it's a COVID test. If you well, have COVID, you're going to die. I know die. exactly what the president was thinking because they do the blood transfusions and they're working on a vaccine. And in his mind, he's like, well, can't we just kind of, like... Filter, like disinfect the blood through that process. Yeah. And and, and, he probably realized after he said it, he was dumb and he looked over at somebody and said, Hey, can't we do this? Yeah. I was like, Yeah, President, you just figured this out. We just, we, we, (laughs) we, we overlooked that one simple thing. Let's just. Do blood transfusions, yeah. but everyone clock.
0: else is neglecting the whole. The one of the secretaries of state for something was like, "Yeah, if you if you if you're outside and it's 65 to 75 degrees, it's gonna kill the virus within 30 minutes. If it's above 75 degrees and you're outside just doing whatever,
2: the virus is gonna die. So COVID's gonna die over the summer. This is true because that's why the meat packing plants got so uh, hard hit because of the temperature. They're so cold." Mm-hmm. Yeah, it had so, nothing to do with them being close quarters. At every,
0: it's the temperature, but no, no one at all is talking about this. So uh-huh. wouldn't wouldn't it be now a great time to go outside, guys, and kill the virus or yeah. something? Get but outside and kill your almost, virus.
2: It's almost counterintuitive because you think about it. Yeah, here in the U.S. in the winter time when we're all confined and we don't go outside that much and we're in smaller spaces, that's when uh, the the flu and the colds go more rampant. So here in this pandemic with the coronavirus, it almost seems counterintuitive. Stay home. We're we in the summer and in warm environments where everybody's out but i don't think well i do know that we're past that point we can't just go outside to get rid of the coronavirus well, it's already right. here and the thing is with the coronavirus and i know we're going to jump subjects here real quick it yeah the flu goes around and the flu kills but i just think that you know the, the flown the coronavirus
1: <laughs> the flu kills
2: the the, the the coronavirus just does it at a lot more rate so a um, lot more rate. A lot more
0: rate. Yeah. A lot more rate. <laughs> Speed much more. We rated
2: a lot more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, this is uh, the next story.
2: Listeners know what I meant. Yeah. They, <laughs> they know where I stand in this. They know
1: what you meant. Inject Clorox.
0: We um, <laughs> get a lawsuit the next day. <laughs> you ate it in the <laughs> your Jack your podcast how They Die? Oh, complications with the Man Child Old Guy podcast?
1: Yeah, this is the uh, mayor from New York City. Now, they've been, all over the country, they've been releasing petty criminals from jail because of the social distancing and such. But he says the most ludicrous thing. Okay, so they're, Rikers Island, one of the most notorious prisons in the United States. They're releasing criminals from there, and guess what they're doing?
2: committing crimes
1: yes and then here's what here's a quote directly from the mayor i think it's unconscionable just on a human level that folks were shown mercy and this is what some of them have done (laughs) that you would give mercy to a criminal a habitual criminal and they would go out and commit more crimes because you released them there was a reason they were in jail in the first place now arguably it's not everybody but it. I cannot believe he would say, "Oh, I, oh,
0: it's just unconscionable to me that a criminal would create would create more crime." Ted Bundy, um, we're gonna release you because of the the coronavirus. Come back two weeks later, Ted Bundy, the serial killer. I can't believe you killed more people while you're out and free. This is unfathomable. That's uh, call so I, much mercy. That's called letting your face. guard down. <laughs> just a little. Yeah yeah. Well, I saw something. I don't know if it was the the from New York, but it was a dude that had like several rape charges. The day he was let out, he was arrested because he went it immediately, immediately ran out yeah. and raped somebody. And I'm like, isn't there like a a rating system for they can probably go out like, yeah, the dude smoked a toke. He's fine. Smoke a toke? Yeah, you know, toke a smoke. Toque, whatever, man. <laughs> I, I, I get, your drug, yeah. get your drug lingo and down, You know, a dude smoked some weed, and they're like, eh, you can get him out of here. Well, he did some crack. Uh, I guess let him out of here. He cut off his girlfriend's head and, you know, turned her skull into a lamp.
2: You uh, should probably stay in here. <laughs> Is, is it, would that be considered uh, COVID related then? <laughs>
0: she died of COVID related complications.
2: Because well, he was let out and murdered her. So and, it was and, due to COVID, and, you know.
0: <laughs> which means decapitation to COVID. This is another nail in Donald Trump's presidency. <laughs> yeah,
1: well, it's something. So I do want to touch on that this Nobel laureate, that's a French scientist, uh, Locke Montaginner.
2: This car, locked. Alex Trebek could have pronounced that properly, <laughs> even in his. Love of yeah, well,
1: anyway, he's he's the guy that um, he was one of the 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 scientists who discovered the AIDS virus, so he knows all about this thing, and so he's come out. This is from a website called Live Mint, and it's. He's, he's on an interview on this website with French Media. And what he says is, is that the coronavirus is definitely made in a lab because it has a genetic footprint of the HIV virus, or HIV and AIDS and all of that. Um, well, it's actually the AIDS virus that causes HIV, right? That's the way we're supposed to say it. Um, but anyway... They, they take viruses like a coronavirus and they insert parts of the DNA from AIDS in order to help produce a, uh, a dead form of AIDS to produce vaccines. And so what he's saying is it's very obvious to him that this coronavirus is man-made and that it was made to mimic genetic traits of the AIDS virus to help in the research of vaccines and that it potentially was released from a human lab and that it's not going to last very long out in nature because anything man inserts genetic code into in these viruses, they just don't exist long out in nature because they're not natural. And it starts breaking down because, because of that. So he's, he's very adamant that this came out of that Wuhan lab and but it wasn't anything like there's some conspiracy theories that this was a bio um, weapon, bio weapon, um, that kind of stuff that the Chinese were developing, and that's probably not true. But I I think I would trust a Nobel laureate that who developed the system to understand what AIDS was and discovered it, and understands and he's as he's been working on. A vaccine for AIDS that he kind of understands
0: what he's talking about. So, well, I think Mr. Scientist Luca Montaigneur or uh, Montaigneur, Montaigneur. Sure. Monta- I Monta- believe Monta- it is Montaigne. <laughs> you could go on the show notes Luke and try to pronounce it yourself. I bet you it's Luke Um But I we we Madame Mlle. He's uh, a French model. <laughs> Bonjour. <laughs>
2: I speak french i don't know if you're not going to get to a point i'm going to make one real quick yeah uh so <laughs> wow these going going back this and, and this this is a little mini rant here i'm not going to get it too explosive but my concern here is is even though our french uh scientists here the it may be onto something and let's say you know let's give them, let's give credit and say that this is determined to be man-made yeah. A lab mating. Sorry, of I'm, out.
1: I'm trying to get a power supply for a computer and <laughs> yeah, drop I
2: was trying started. to do it quietly and obviously that's not happening. So uh, going back to the headline about uh, the insurance companies not paying out uh, because this is a uh, act of God. Now if it's determined that it's man-made and it's no longer an act of God, you know, does that now make the uh, insurance companies a little bit more liable on their stance? And with that thought now do we for the for the sake of money and burying things and keeping control, does do we uh, dismiss the truth behind what this French guy is saying and saying it's man made because it inconveniences the money flow in the lobbyists in Washington? Just food for thought. No, I I agree. I mean, I I, I can't. I don't know if I can say that I completely
0: totally agree that uh, COVID was man made. No, everything that I've read about where it came from? Well, assumes, are really, assuming that it yeah, is. Yeah, if, we if we were to assume that, yeah, I, w- I, I would say that um, they would try and get buried that it's man-made or it was accidental. You know, it gets so shoved underneath the rug as if we don't know where it came from, it was like the Las Vegas shooter, the you know, biggest mass shooting in U.S. history. We don't know anything about that because I think that dug way too deep into certain areas that would have took things down with it or would have shed light on things that no one ne- the government doesn't want people to see or industries don't want people to see. So we just kinda show it on the rug and don't forget about it. I think that might happen with this if that is the case and
2: I think if if it's man made that's positive. Like you said maybe uh their old guy is that, you know, this thing cannot last. Yeah. Yep. And that's great, but you know, that's inconvenient to some people.
0: Well yeah. It'll make a know. good movie. Is this is <laughs> all of this um outbreak. It, yeah, they're gonna make a good movie. Um, video games, books, TV shows. Uh, I think I said music. It's it's gonna make a whole thing, and then the stories gonna be a Broadway play. Yeah, a musical. COVID, COVID nineteen. <laughs> um, I'm I'm just waiting to tell my kids about. Yeah, I remember when going outside was illegal.
1: I remember going to my mailbox
0: with and my rifle in
1: my hand, <laughs> and the cops told me get inside, so
0: I started shooting at him. But then I woke up from my dream.
1: (laughs) in
2: my fever dream. (laughs) (laughs) And I ate my second box of mac and cheese that day. (laughs) And realized you were 135 years old and someone's prolonged your life. And this is the misery you have to put up with. And I'm inside a computer program. (sighs) Screw you, Bill
1: Gates. (laughs) (laughs) So um, there's still a lot of thought out there that this did leak from a lab. And you got to go to the weird UK websites like the Daily Mail to see this kind of stuff because a lot of the podcasts that I listen to and I know you listen to realize that a lot of the companies that advertise on the United States media are owned by Chinese conglomerates. Therefore, the major news media doesn't say anything derogatory about China at all. But the reality Only the is... the president
2: is, fights against China, man. Only the president. It's not like yeah. the good old days where you could just Google something and the truth would come right up.
1: Yeah, right. Um, so the the reality is, is that most major news outlets around the world, outside of China and the U.S., and a little bit in other spots, like Italy, um, where China's invested a whole bunch of money, but they all are starting to say that yep this was probably released from
0: a lab and probably in wuhan what do you think is going to happen if well, you know again assume blah, blah 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 that it did come from wuhan and um let's say it isn't a bioweapon it was what the montanaire had said that it was you know some attempt to like help aids or hiv right mm-hmm. but it all the evidence is laid out. The Chinese did not follow practices. The Chinese reparations, know, baby. Well, I would expect that. You're going to Hey, we built 50% of this wall for uh, Mexico. Now uh, China's going to pay
2: for the other half. China's going to get a $1200 check from China. Yeah. 1200 yen.
0: Yeah. <laughs> they need to repay me for all the money I've spent at the Dollar Tree. <laughs> you know, do you think they're going to like have to do reparations where they pay back money no. to the no. You think we're just going to totally collapse their economy for the fun of it?
1: Well, their their economy, number one, before this hit, their economy wasn't doing well.
0: Well, yeah, it's a hollow economy. Yeah, but... It's all propped up.
1: Well, you can say that, but the the real problem with the Chinese economy is the pension system. That if they, they have
0: like that, oh, work here for five years, and no.
1: No, not like the United States, <laughs> or Illinois for that matter, but the there isn't a pension system and so but they have a the largest middle class in the world right now is in China although india will surpass them pretty soon the the people in the middle class who had extra income and wanted to invest in their future invested in lots of property in these cities that they were building around china and a lot of those properties were like apartment buildings and such
0: yeah have you seen those the, the Esquire, the the, the vacant,
1: t- the vacant city, just going I've, empty Chinese yeah, cities. I've seen
0: the vacant yeah. cities, yeah. Well, were, those
1: those were all built on the backs of Chinese people investing their
0: retirement incomes. Yeah,
2: there's. I saw a video where guy. Very, beautiful actually. cities, tremendous, tremendously well made. The yes.
0: tremendously
2: huge, the Trump Tower, were, and towers lives above all alone, the rest. Right? Yeah. Well,
0: no, there's some people no, that do. No I in there. There's no coronavirus because it's always sunny outside of. The Trump Tower Resort in New Beijing, South Wuhan. <laughs> it is stunning. stunning. That China yeah. has been able to accomplish but such such. Be- it's beautiful, isn't it? It's just take your Ivanka, it's beautiful, isn't it? Isn't it? I yeah. I told him it was beautiful. Yeah. Xi even you. told me I'm Thank beautiful.
1: You. Thank you, Mr. President. Go um, back to your corner.
0: <laughs> no, but I saw a video of like there one dude they like. To, I don't know how he did it, but he's actually living in one of those cities. It was the eeriest thing. He's got his little apartment on like the 32nd floor, 50-story building. Or,
1: and he's like the only person in the building?
0: Yeah, he's the only one. And he just looks out his window and there's nothing. Yeah.
1: Like, so I, so that was built on the backs of company of companies that were created to as investment vehicles for people's retirement funds. And so in the next... 10 to 20 years, some of these people are going to start retiring and want to pull their money back out, which means that they're going to be selling off these apartments, but there's no buyers. So what do you do then? You've banked your future on a um, commodity that's not actually worth anything. So that's going to really be the downfall that and The burgeoning middle class in China likes to have leisure time and likes to have disposable income, which means that they want shorter work hours and higher pay, like you get in the United States. And that's they're starting to hear grumblings of unions in China, which the government is never going to allow. And so there's a cultural break coming to China, if, not just a financial. If
0: one. you want a great example of like how that's working out, um, the the Obama produced documentary, I think it's called American Factory or something like that, where it's a glass factory. It, it, it was one of GM's last plants. It's in like Ohio and a Chinese company comes in, buys it out and then turns it into a glass factory that that documentary on Netflix is phenomenal. It shows like just how different. The Chinese interpretation of what a factor should be for like the American like they they have people in rooms where it's hundreds of degrees and they're in there for 10 minutes at a time, but they come out their faces red like they're just sweat shooting out of them like bullets. for being in there just that bit and uh, they're having them touch like shards of glass they're just on their knees having to pick it up with the hands no protective gear or anything and the government's like hey you can't do this and people try and unionize and they shut down all those people ban them from the facility and they're like excommunicated with the company and they send some executives over to China to show them how great everything is it's it's a really interesting look to see like how the communist party uh, does not like unions and uh, workers parties because they are the workers party uh, if
2: you've seen uh, the series uh, Chernobyl it's oh, a lot fantastic. the same with the uh, communism if it doesn't advance the benefit of communism you know it, it's got to be eradicated so you know kind of like what you're talking about you know communism
0: it, is people comrade
2: ok <laughs>
1: well it is it's people, I mean, the it's people the, no longer the further the state caused. is the population mm. the
0: state is the religion they're atheist. No, the, the religion is the state.
1: Yeah. But, or regardless, but technically in communism, that.
0: You're atheist towards God. Yeah. Uh, 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 uh. Drill you know through the I, head. Th- no, we're yeah. going to just go through it, whatever. It, it, it's communism. Anyways, yeah, so why it support communism? If it,
1: if it doesn't support the people, that's, you know, the state is the people. If it doesn't support. What the state deems what is right for the people, then that that must be eradicated. Which mm-hmm. sometimes the people <laughs>
2: are bad for the people, are yeah. bad
1: for the people. Therefore, the people need to be eradicated. Just ask, spoken like a true yeah, yeah. Just ask Stalin, who you know killed. He'll you know, say about how the World War Two took out you know ten, fifteen million of his own population, but you know he took
0: out twenty million, whatever. Yeah, All let's... Little- <laughs> What's a little potato famine here and there?
1: 2 million. Yeah, What's well. the difference?
0: They're all so, going to die in the place. Let's just to switch
1: gears a little bit here. Um, Life person, dead person. One of the, great-, <laughs> <laughs> oh, one of the great things in uh, about America is we know how to build spacecraft, and NASA is now farming that out to a couple different companies, one of them being SpaceX. Woop woop! And uh, later next month, May 27th, is the first time that nasa is launching our own astronauts up to the international space station in a long time uh yeah the first first launch of u.s astronauts in a u.s space program vehicle for nearly a decade since the shuttle program and,
2: and that's off american soil yep. yeah 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 is they so doing it at cape canaveral or is that what the uh, word you know is what, what I, cape Cannav- 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 I thought cape canaveral canaveral i
0: Canaveral. Uh, You're getting that confused with a carnivore. I'm not sure where they're launching. <laughs> um, hopefully uh, it is in the U.S.
1: It is on the U.S., I'm just not quite sure if they're using Maybe Cape, it's
0: in Houston.
1: Cape Canaveral or not.
0: I, I'm a huge supporter of Elon Musk. But, you
1: know, for a long time we've been paying for the Russians to send them up there. And they have done a couple test flights with the Dragon capsule, which is SpaceX um, uh, crew... Um the Dragon Crew thing, that's what they call it. Uh they've done a couple test flights for it. Let's say here I don't see it real quickly in the article and I don't remember reading it before. They're gonna use their BFH What
0: is it? Yeah, the BFHRs, which are the big It says
2: they're at Kennedy uh Space Center in Florida. Nice yeah. big Falcon heavy rockets.
1: Launch launch pad thirty nine A yeah, thanks for finding that. Good nice. job, Sir Esquire.
0: You're so good.
1: So anyway, this is a great thing. It's been kind of lost in the news recently because of all the COVID stuff. But this is really good that um, the government is funding these programs. And I know a lot of people are like, oh, you know, it's Elon Musk, all that kind of Dude, stuff. Dude, go for it. He's but, the
0: only one actually trying.
1: Um, well, he's not the only one. But But the issue is that... Uh, when nasa develops this stuff it costs three times as much money so it's a lot better for them to give the money out to a private company to do that um, also something happened last week that was kind of interesting in space is that for the first time ever a robotic spacecraft caught an old s- satellite and repaired it and extended its life so this is really a great thing a small spray craft
0: the robots extending life past 120 years yeah let them dive dementia why don't you
1: so a small spacecraft built by northrop grumman succeeded in docking with it, uh, intel stats is 907 satellite and returning it to service for another five years held this is, this is a first because it's the first time uh Um, well most satellites are up there for 10 to 20 years depending on how much money they want to spend on making them Uh, i don't remember how long uh, it's 20 years old so it's at the end of its lifespan so they did a little upgrade to it and helping and i i think it's cool this is stuff entirely developed in the united states and it's a great thing because uh, american ingenuity is what makes the world go around uh, China may make all of the plastic things at Dollar Tree, but for goodness sake, they were probably de- designed by an American.
0: Reduce, reuse, recycle. <laughs> yeah, reduce the amount right. of satellites, <laughs> repair those satellites, and then recycle them.
1: Yeah. And a uh, couple of positive end notes. Um, there's this fun little story. If if you haven't seen it, you can click on it in the show notes. The, oh, this, yeah. This dog stole, the, stole his owner's uh, fake teeth and started running around and the owner took a video of him doing it and it's just a cute little video of this that i don't know, what is he a yorkie it
2: looks like a yorkie it looks like harry York. from harry and the hendersons yeah. from way back in the
1: day <laughs> hey guys
0: hey
2: a little, little
1: bit <laughs> the dog just looks so cute with this big set of choppers in there and uh although just,
0: if you had like a you know a nice dark gradient to the film and you know light flashes and it's moving from one side of the room to the other pretty quick and use some dark ominous music that'd be a pretty scary thing to see
1: <laughs> it would if you, bark, bark. you know, music changes the theme of everything right so uh also um coming up here pretty soon coming to a city near you the thunderbirds and the blue angels would do flyovers across the country to honor medical workers so don't know entirely their schedule yet and stuff like that but um we do celebrate our armed forces and thank thank the thunderbirds which are f-16s and the blue angels which are f-18s of course from the navy and uh the air force that they would be flying around and it's just great to see see them flying around i remember i think either last episode or the episode before that the thunderbirds had flown over las vegas to kind of thank all the first responders and uh, medical workers there and they were all outside the hospitals waving at them just a real good patriotic but uh just gives you a little sign of hope that people are thinking about you and um and i hope to see them in our neighborhood hopefully they'll fly over the quad cities here but maybe we'll maybe they'll they'll fly across
0: the country in latitude and longitude first you know east
2: to west and then from south to north oh great And And if
1: they pop smoke all the the uh contrail people will be going nuts <laughs>
2: you know and, and with the price of gas around the country right now too i think they, if can they, just, they came to they our can you land can, here and just fit they can just land their
0: bird down here up on uh there that street there in kimberly and brady and fill her on up at that bp yeah i'll even pay to put it up in that tank what do you think that's a 40 50 50 gal tank yeah
1: well that's about it for today we'll be broadcasting from the basement again soon took us 10 days, 10 days, 12 days. Yeah, it's to been, been a long time. time. I'm the old guy. And I'm the man child. And we also our special guest.
2: Sir Esquire.
1: Don't forget to cross your stream of consciousness with others this week, as we've done with you. Until next week, or next time, don't fall up a down elevator.
0: And remember, if I don't make it back, I probably got arrested.
1: And do you have a sign-off for us, Sir Esquire?
2: check your mail safely out there and watch out for uh, those uh, champagne colored minivans (laughs)
1: there we go we'll see you next time God bless you all
2: bloodpumpmedia.com